Here's everything you might have missed in Rick and Morty Season 6, Episode 6. Welcome back, Rick and Mort aficionados, to our weekly breakdown of Rick and Morty. While the show may be going on a month-long hiatus, Easter eggs wait for no man, and so we're here to break down everything that you might have missed in the latest episode, Jerixic Mort. In order to talk about it in detail, we have to spoil what happens, though. So if you haven't seen it yet and you're worried about that sort of thing, leave now before it's too late. What did you do, you turning monster? This isn't me! Okay, let's get into it, shall we? As the title suggests, Jurixic Mort is chock full of references to the Jurassic Park series. Clever girl. From Muldoon's infamous Clever Girl to Ellie Sattler going elbow deep in dino dung, they are littered throughout the episode. But maybe Rick should choose his role models more carefully considering how Ellie Sattler took off those gloves. <laughs> The episode begins with Rick watching Interdimensional Cable with what appears to be a Calaxian crystal on top of the cable box. Except instead of using them to get rip-roaring high like in Rixie Business, he's using these crystals for the opiate of the masses. We see a brief ad for Eyehole Cereal and its mascot, Eyehole Man. You may remember this cereal from Interdimensional Cable 2, Tempting Fate, where Eyehole Man would attack anyone with Eyehole Cereal to steal his box back. But it's worth the risk. They melt in your mouth, Morty. There's a news report about the interdimensional rift that's still open in deep outer space. As Rick mentioned several times in this episode, it's of great canonical importance to the series. It was formed in the season five finale when evil Morty tore the universe a new one while escaping the central finite curve. That is the multiversal wall separating universes where Rick is the smartest person alive from the rest of the multiverse where he might not be. It was also instrumental in the season six premiere where Rick traveled through the rift to rescue Morty and Jerry after his attempts to repair the portal gun sent all portal travelers back to their original universes. And speaking of portal gun travel, when Rick claims to have fixed it at the episode's outset, we see him summon the Cthulhu-esque monster from the show's opening credits. And while portal travel is ultimately fixed by the episode's end, we get a nice meta-commentary from the writers when Morty says, It's actually been nice taking a break from the portal travel stuff. When Morty arrives at school, there are a couple fun details on the blackboard. There are mathematical dick jokes, and the detention list includes Corey B., referencing Corey Booth from the show's art department, and Morty S., who is Morty Smith. Now, his teacher, Mr. Goldenfold, mentioned the 1998 horror film, The Faculty, in which a parasitic alien slowly takes over these students and teachers at a local high school. Now, as for why he licked all those toilets, well, I just have to take his word for it. Last time, the aliens made me lick all the toilet seats. That's right, made me. I see that look on your faces. The giant spaceships that we see are inspired by the designs in Denis Villeneuve's Arrival. But instead of heptapods, these ships contain hyper-intelligent sauropods, dinosaurs coming back to Earth after having achieved a higher state of being. Monkeys went bald? The episode's also full of references to climate change and our impending ecological doom. When the dinosaurs arrive at the UN, for example, one ambassador is visibly nervous because he represents the oil industry which uses dinosaur bones for its fossil fuels. Likewise, he hides his plastic bottle of water because plastics are also sourced primarily from fossil fuels. Why is he nervous? Because, uh, you're... Dinosaurs? The dinosaurs pull up mankind's complete list of achievements, which includes gunpowder, anime body pillows, celebrity presidents, jazzercise, gluteal implants, Marvel movies, all 29 of them, space tourism, Dogecoin, social media, comment sections, domestic terrorism, Crocs, Amazon Prime, fluffernutter sandwiches, and capitalism. 
And while we get yet another Endgame reference this season, the dinosaur suggestion to finish rounding out this Ant-Man character could be the best joke of all. It seems like it's a joke on its face for former Rick and Morty writer Jeff Loveness, who's currently writing Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Or it could be for Dan Harmon, who is deeply, and I do mean deeply dedicated to making Ant-Man jokes on our Instagram page. During the montage of dinosaurs improving the world, we get a song referencing a number of real dinosaurs with deeply silly names. The Elvisaurus is named for Elvis Presley thanks to its pompadour-like crest on its head that resembles Elvis's iconic haircut. The Bambi Raptor is named for Disney's Bambi because of the young age of the original specimen. The Gojirasaurus is named for Gojira, aka Godzilla. And there's the Dracorex Hogwartsia, which translates to the Dragon King of Hogwarts, named for the mythical monsters and the school of witchcraft and wizardry in Harry Potter. The dinosaurs make it so that no one has to work, worry, or scramble for resources. Much like when the Galactic Federation took over, Beth feels pretty useless though not having a job. Instead of performing actual horse surgery, she plays a horse-themed version of Operation. Oh, I can't even pretend to feel useful in a game! On Jerry's computer, we can see a PDF of the Kama Sutra for Middle-Aged Men, a folder with locations of the Titanic, and a video file called Beekeeper's Delight. Now, this last one could reference the post-credit scene of Season 4's Promortius, where Summer's friend Trisha said that she wants to sleep with Jerry after she sees him beekeeping in the backyard. Summer, I want to f*** your dad. Oh, really? And Jerry's desktop background also appears to be Gazorpazorpfield, the alien Garfield parody we met back in Season 1's Ricksty Minutes. As for Jerry's book, Never Trying Never Fails, we see an excerpt in which there's a very telling sentence. In a way, I am a grandfather, but that is something I don't like to talk about. Now, this is another reference to Naruto Smith, aka the giant incest baby from Rick Dependence Spray. He was the massive mutant love child of Morty and Summer. Coincidentally, writer Nick Rutherford wrote both the script for that episode and this one. And while Jerry doesn't like talking about it, the show clearly loves it given the influx of incest-themed storylines. You will have sex with your mother. When Rick meets the president at Barbecue, it feels like a nod to Frank Underwood's restaurant of choice for covert meetings and delicious ribs on House of Cards. Even the owner, Bo, seems to be modeled after Freddie Hayes on that show, except unlike Freddie, Bo turns out to be a Westworld-esque robot that Rick programmed to sing his praises. Oh, crap. Damn it. How often are you Westworlding me? The president wants Rick to zero Dark 30 the remaining dinosaurs. This is a reference to the 2012 film about the assassination of Osama bin Laden by SEAL Team 6. While Rick tries taking a more elegant route, he finds the dinosaurs might be even smarter than he is. Not only do they give him an improved portal gun, but then they painlessly teleport Morty and him back home. Rick calls them Dr. Manhattan High Road ass for their emotional detachment and superior intellect that they share with the not-so-jolly blue giant from Watchmen. To be fair, though, Rick's fly actually was down in the previous scene, if you look closely. Why wasn't that painful? They didn't even do it right. My, my, my fly is down. Your fly was already down. As Rick and Morty travel the universe looking for other planets the dinosaurs visited, they find increasingly silly explanations for the massive meteor that wiped out each group of dinosaurs. While the Ron Conkoman people have their own Jurassic Park-style movie franchise of increasingly disappointing movies, on another planet we get a very fun reference to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. They examine the large half-pipe that these so-called grindosauruses used to skate in. This joke is ultimately paid off in the post-credit scene, but as for Rick's attempt at dropping in on a half-pipe, it reminded us of The Simpsons, specifically when Homer accidentally attempted to jump Springfield Gorge on Bart's skateboard. 
While Jerry is rightfully angry that he does not get credit for his book, he should be happy because it received the equivalent of the Newberry Medal from these dinosaurs. Ultimately, it's a non-issue because Rick reveals that sentient meteors will always seek out dinosaurs to destroy them. And these meteors kind of look like the love child of the moon from Majora's Mask with mad balls. Remember mad balls? Yeah, me neither. After the dinosaurs failed apology tour to Anderson Cooper, the Joe Rogan experience, and Wendy Williams, we see a number of newspaper headlines. The Rutherford Falls Post references episode writer Nick Rutherford, and the Levy Morning News is a reference to producer Steve Levy. At the Oscars, you can spot a number of celebrity parodies, including Adam Driver, Johnny Depp, The Rock, Morgan Freeman, and Tom Hanks. Now, I'm sure there are others here as well, so let us know which ones that you spotted in the comments below. Backstage, Rick refers to that one thing at the Oscars also being scripted. Now, this could be the infamous slap between Will Smith and Chris Rock, because honestly, I don't know what else it could be. Jennifer Lawrence falling up the stairs? Who knows? When Rick goes to confront the dinosaurs on Mars, you can spot the Curiosity rover in the background. Rick tells the dinosaurs that they don't get to David Foster Wallace themselves. This is a reference to the writer best known for Infinite Jest. He suffered from deep depression and eventually took his own life, hence Rick's warning. Later, when Rick finally fixes portal travel, he tells Morty that he's finally taking his grandson to Boob World. Now, this pretty self-explanatory planet was first mentioned back in Season 4's Rattlestar Rick Lactica. Oh man, I, I wanted to go to Boob World! Well, now we can't, because you f***ed up. Morty almost got to go in Season 5's Gotron Jerry's Rick Vangelion, but ultimately got sidetracked. Boob World is cancelled. No, Rick! No, you, you promised! You, you always do this! Now, though, Morty's dreams are about to come true. That is, assuming that Rick ever stops catapulting him from portal to portal. Here we go! Rick and Morty time! Anyway, folks, there you have it. That's everything we spotted in the latest Rick and Morty. If you want even more Rick and Morty deep dives, we've got you covered over on Nerdist.com. For now, though, tell us, what did you think of the latest episode? Did you spot anything that we missed? Get it, Morty? The gloves? Remember the yeah, big no, gloves? Yeah, no, I get it, Rick. I said clever girl earlier. You didn't even react. I was angry. Let us know in the comments below, and for the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture, make sure you stay tuned to Nerdist.com. 